Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at Fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Friday. Friday. It's almost like whoever named Friday knew it should be celebrated with free fries. Free fries Friday at McDonald's. Get a free medium fries with any purchase of a dollar or more on the McDonald's app. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Offer valid through 930 to participate in McDonald's excludes tax. Saving for retirement is the granddaddy of all financial goals because it requires a considerable nest egg. But knowing how much you really need to retire is more like an art than a science. It's similar to planning a big party when you don't know when or where it will be, how many people will show up, or how long it will last. In other words, retirement planning has many variables and no one-size-fits-all answer for how much you should save. But I'm gonna make it super simple in this show by explaining different sources of retirement income and how much money you'll need to create a comfortable, secure future. Hey friends, welcome back to the Money Girl Podcast. I'm Laura Adams, an award-winning author, money speaker, and financial spokesperson who's been bringing you tips and advice weekly since 2008 with over 41 million downloads. I want to thank a listener, a longtime listener named Jay Ebony, who submitted this five-star review. I've been listening to Laura for so many years now, I have no idea. I love how informative her podcasts are, and the length of episodes are quick and easy to get through. I learn something new with every episode, and this was the start of my financial journey, and I've grown so much. Thank you, Laura, and please never stop doing the good work. Wow, Jay Ebony, thank you so much for your kind words. Those sorts of words are why I will not stop doing the good work. And I appreciate you being a longtime listener as well. Your feedback and support means so much to me and everyone in the QDT network. So whether you're a longtime or new listener, take a moment to rate and review Money Girl. It really does help us. You can also send me your money question for a topic. You can call 3023. 3640308. I'd love to hear your voice message. Or you can use my contact page at lauradadams.com. Having enough money to retire is obviously critical in order to continue enjoying a good lifestyle even after you stop working. Most people reach an age when they are ready to slow down, or maybe they become unable to work. It could be Physical health is challenging or poor mental health, or you might be a super saver and quote unquote retire early when you reach financial independence and you no longer need to earn an income to fund your dream life. A secure retirement is one with enough savings and investments to preserve some or all of your pre-retirement income or standard of living. You're probably going to buy the same food, shop for the same clothes, and enjoy the same hobbies as you did before retirement. 
but you may downsize to a less expensive home or you may have fewer expenses. But some of your costs, like medical bills and travel, could increase significantly. Many financial planning models recommend having 70% to 80% of your pre-retirement income after you stop working. For instance, let's say you're earning an average of $100,000 a year in the years leading up to retirement. That means you might need a minimum of $70,000 a year to enjoy a good retirement lifestyle. However, the lower your income, the more difficult it may be to live on less in retirement. For me, my goal is to have no less than 90% of my income and ideally 100% in retirement. That's because some of my expenses may drop in the future, but I'm really not planning on reducing my standard of living by much. And I plan to travel a lot more. So my expenses might even exceed what they are today. If you have high aspirations for retirement, like owning a second home, or you know maybe traveling extensively like I wanna do, there's nothing wrong with planning for more than 100% of your pre-retirement income. Also, you have to factor in things like your future debt. You know, will you still have a mortgage or will you have student loans from a child's college? All of that's gotta be factored as well. So we're gonna cover typical income sources and how much you'll need to ensure you never run out of money in retirement. So first, before we can really get into the nitty gritty about how much money you're going to need for retirement, it's important to step back and account for what you're going to receive from Social Security and any other income sources like a pension. Now, if you're just starting your career, you may not have enough earnings information about your future benefits to fully consider it in your plan, but stay with me because it's still really important to understand how the system works. But if you're middle-aged or, you know, getting closer to retirement, you definitely need to factor in Social Security. So let's talk about it. Social Security retirement benefits, they're a great source of income for most eligible U.S. workers. The program is actually a group of benefits for people who are retired, disabled, or survive a relative who was receiving benefits. And I want to make the point that workers covered by a different system, such as federal and railroad employees and state workers who qualify for a pension, are typically not eligible for Social Security retirement benefits. Now, they you know, may have a different job at some point in their career that does make them eligible for certain years, um, but just want to make the point that not everyone is eligible for Social Security. It gets funded by payroll taxes and the self-employment tax. If you're an employee, you may see the deduction listed on your paycheck as OASDI. That stands for Old Age, Survivors, and Disability Insurance. And to qualify for full Social Security retirement benefits, you have to work for at least 40 quarters, so that's at least 10 years. And the calculation for how much you'll receive is based on the average of your highest 35 years of earnings. Now, if you work under 35 years, that's okay. The missing years get factored in as zero income. And if you work more, only your highest earning years get considered. 
The Social Security program taxes your earnings up to an annual threshold, which is known as the wage cap. This has increased over time. For 2023, the Social Security tax for employees is 6.2% of earnings, up to 160200 And your employer also pays an additional 6.2% on your behalf. Now, for 2024, the wage cap is going up. It will be 168600 And if you're self-employed, you pay into the Social Security system on your own at the full 12.4%. So that's the 6.2% plus 6.2%. And you pay it up to that same amount of annual income. If your income exceeds the annual threshold, it's no longer taxed until the following year. For instance, let's say you earn $200,000 in 2023. You're going to pay Social Security tax only on $160,200, but not on the remaining $39,800. But once the calendar flips, you begin paying that tax again on January 1st. The Social Security retirement benefit you receive varies widely depending on the age you claim it. The full retirement age has gradually increased because we're living longer. If you were born between 1937 and 1959, your full retirement age is 66. But if you were born in 1960 or later, it's 67. However, no matter when you were born, you can elect to take early retirement benefits as soon as age 62. Now, the problem is that when you do that, you receive a permanently reduced benefit. So taking early retirement might seem like a good idea, but it's not always the right decision. It may be the right decision for some people. And so that's something that you really want to analyze carefully before beginning early retirement. Let's say you earned more than the annual Social Security threshold for most of your career. If you fully retired in 2023, so you were age 66, your maximum monthly benefit would be $3,627. But if you're 62 in 2023 and took early retirement, you'd receive much less. It would only be $2,572. That's about 30% less and that's for the rest of your life. Now, to increase your payout, you can delay retirement until age 70. If you retire at 70 in 2023, your maximum benefit would be $4,555. That's about 25% more monthly income than starting benefits at your full retirement age. And it's about 77% more than taking an early retirement. So if you can wait several years for benefits, that's a really simple way to lock in a more secure retirement that will adjust annually for inflation for the rest of your life. Again, those monthly benefits I mentioned are the maximum if you were a high earner throughout your career. Let's say you're a middle-class American who fully retired in 2023. You could expect an average monthly benefit in the neighborhood of just under $1,800. And the average is about $1,700 for those claiming an early retirement in 2023. 
A lot of people say, well, Laura, I'm worried that I won't even see Social Security. I'm worried about the program. Well, I would say there certainly are concerns, but I don't think you should really be worried about the future of Social Security. That's because we do have a reserve fund, and yes, it has been dwindling, but some pretty minor policy changes, such as increasing the payroll and the self-employment tax or increasing the annual wage cap, can easily raise revenue to keep the program healthy. Once you reach age 25, Social Security statements get mailed out to you every year, and it comes about three months before your birthday. After you've worked long enough to qualify, which, as I mentioned, is working for 10 years, the statement is going to include an estimate of your future income. Remember that if you take time off from work, your benefit can go down, or if you get a raise or a second job, it can go up. Also, any earnings that don't have Social Security taxes withheld do not appear on your statement and they won't be factored into your future benefits. So that's just one reason why hiding income from the IRS is a bad idea. If you want to learn more about Social Security or go paperless, you can also check your earnings history and see your estimated future retirement income if you've been working long enough and create an online account by visiting ssa.gov. It's a good idea to review your reported earnings for any errors because mistakes could keep you from receiving all the benefits you're entitled to. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. You haven't heard about number crispy yet. Well then, you probably haven't heard the sweet silence after the first crispy bite either. Go try it for yourself to hear the best not sound you've ever heard. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me and you suffer from allergies, you know this time of year can be pretty rough. There's a lot of sneezing, itchy eyes, congestion, and they can really hold you back from living the life you want to live. Luckily, for those with allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This is a product designed for serious allergy sufferers. It's got two ingredients in one pill that relieve allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combo of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant relieves all the symptoms that you suffer. And what I love about Claritin D is that it starts working in as little as 30 minutes. Plus, it's non-drowsy, so you can still make the most of your day. I can take Claritin D and then get on the mic and record a podcast without being too congested. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Now, Medicare is another really important federal program for retirees because it dramatically cuts the cost of health care, which is, you know, as we know, significant. But I want to make sure you understand that Medicare does not cover all health costs. 
To qualify for Medicare, you must be at least 65 years old, or you can be younger with specific disabilities. Like Social Security, you pay into the Medicare program through payroll and self-employment taxes. However, there is a big difference. There is no Medicare wage cap. That tax applies to your entire income, you know, no matter how much you make. Both taxes do get collected together. And, you know, as a combined tax, it's called FICA, which stands for the Federal Insurance Contributions Act. The Medicare payroll tax rate for employers and employees is 1.45% or a total of 2.9%. And self-employed people pay the full 2.9%. Now, when you add that to Social Security, the total payroll withholding rate for 2023 is 7.65%. So that's 6.2% for Social Security and the 1.45% for Medicare. So that's 7.65% for employers and the same for employees. And the self-employed pay the full tax amount or 15.3%. Medicare coverage can get a little complicated, so I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail here, but I do want to just kind of summarize it for you. It has two parts called Part A and Part B. Part A is hospital insurance. So this covers you for care, including inpatient hospital stays, skilled nursing care, hospice care, and certain healthcare costs. Part B is medical insurance that helps cover costs like going to the doctor, preventive care, outpatient care, and medical supplies. And Medicare has a more extended alphabet, including Part C, which is also called Medicare Advantage, which is a plan offered for retirees by private insurers. This gives you all the benefits of Parts A and B, plus some extra benefits like dental and vision insurance for an added cost. And private insurers also offer Part D. This helps cover the cost of prescription drugs, again, for an additional premium. Those extras are called supplemental insurance because they cover healthcare expenses that are not covered by the federal Medicare program. And the amount you pay for Medicare depends on your income and the coverage you choose. Part A hospital coverage is free for most people who worked at least 10 years. And Part B has a monthly premium of $164.90 in 2023. However, if you have high income, you may pay more. Part C Advantage plans typically have a monthly premium based on its benefits. But when you opt for that, you don't have to pay a Part B premium. In addition to various Medicare premiums, retirees have to pay copays, deductibles, and coinsurance for services based on the coverage they choose. And you can learn a whole lot more about Medicare costs and benefits at medicare.gov. While having some Social Security income and Medicare benefits to rely on in retirement is great, it's typically not nearly enough. These programs were designed to be a safety net, not a sole source of income or health care for retirees. That's why creating your own retirement income is so vital. If you're one of a declining number of employees with a pension, consider yourself fortunate. A typical pension pays about 2% of your income for every year you work. For instance, if you stay with your company for 20 years, your future benefit might be 40% of your pre-retirement income. 
But pensions have really fallen from favor because they're quite costly for companies who pay 100% of a worker's benefit. Instead of a pension, most workers can now contribute to one or more tax-advantaged retirement plans. And you hear me talk about these all the time on the show because they're so important. These are the 401k, 403b, 457 plan, etc. But do not worry if you don't have a retirement plan at work or maybe you're self-employed. You have other options, and they include an IRA, SEP IRA, and solo 401k. All these plans cut taxes and make it easier to build a nest egg. How much you're able to accumulate for retirement ultimately depends on many factors, but three are your investment return, your account fees, and how much you contribute. And of those, the only factor you can control is how much you contribute to a retirement plan. If you start relatively early, I recommend saving at least 10 to 15% of your gross income in a tax-advantaged retirement account. If not, if you you don't get an early start, you may need to save 25% or more of your income to catch up on retirement savings. And while no one likes paying fees on your retirement investments, they're just unavoidable. Companies that manage investments and administer retirement plans have many expenses to cover. Therefore, what you should do is just be mindful about choosing low-fee investments so they take as little of your earnings as possible. Now, your investment return obviously depends on the investments you choose. I recommend picking passively managed, low-cost funds, such as index funds. These are highly diversified, and they aim to mirror or mimic the performance of a particular index or financial market. The value of index funds goes up and down in the short term. However, over time, the market has risen nicely. For example, From 1950 to 2023, the S&P 500 rose an average of over 11%. Now, you could accumulate a massive retirement account even if you invest consistently and earn a lower return. I always recommend that young investors typically own mostly stock funds because they give higher returns over the long term. But, you know, the downside is that they can be volatile in the short term. So you have to be willing to ride out that volatility. There are also bond funds, which are more conservative with lower returns. And as you approach retirement, you'll want to own less stock and more bonds to protect your account from potential losses. So getting back to this big question, how much money do I need to retire? It really depends on the income you plan to spend in retirement. Most people must accumulate about 8 to 10 times their annual income to generate enough retirement income. For example, if you earn $100,000, having a million to kick off your retirement is a good goal. Now, let's say that you earn $75,000 and you want to retire at age 67 with 80% of your pre-retirement income. That would be $60,000 a year. You can probably count on getting about $20,000 a year from Social Security, and the remaining $40,000 is going to have to come from your savings. Assuming you've got longevity in your family, you'll live 30 years and continue earning a conservative rate of return on your nest egg. Getting income equal to 5% per year is pretty reasonable. Now, if you divide your annual desired income by this rate, 
That's going to be $40,000 divided by 0.05. You come up with a total savings requirement of $800,000. Now, another way to determine your needed savings is just to multiply your pre-retirement income by 10. And in our example, that would be $75,000 times 10 or $750,000. That gets you pretty close to the previous example of $800,000. But let's say you want to have 100% of your pre-retirement income instead of 80%. In that case, you would need 14 times your income of $75,000, which comes out to just over $1 million. And if you want to shoot for 15 times your income or $1.1 million, that would be a great target. The bottom line is that there are many retirement planning unknowns, but using some of these basic calculations that I've just reviewed will give you an estimated goal to shoot for. If you're not on pace to have what you'll need for retirement, it's time to increase your savings rate. And one way to make sure you're on track is to have a savings goal based on your age, such as a balance equal to one time your annual salary by age 30 two times salary by age 40, four times your salary by age 50, eight times your salary by age 60, and 10 or more times your salary by age 66 or 67. Now, these are very general guidelines, so don't worry if you don't have that much for your age. As your income, debt, and lifestyle change, it's really important to reevaluate how much retirement income you'll need and whether you're saving enough to achieve it. And you might have other assets, like a paid-for home, a part-time job, or business income in retirement to help boost your income. So I want to wrap up by reviewing eight factors that affect how much you need to retire. Number one, your retirement age. This is critical because the earlier you need income, the more you're going to need to save, right? Most people use the age at which they'll start receiving Social Security as a default. But if you accumulate a large nest egg, it's possible to retire much earlier. Number two, how much you've saved already. This plays a significant role in your nest egg's size. The sooner you begin saving, the more compounding interest works in your favor to grow your balance. Number three, your average pre-retirement investment return. This determines how quickly your balance can grow. For example, investing $200 monthly for 40 years at a 3% return would grow to just $185,000. But if you got an 8% return instead, you'd have $700,000. Number four, your post-retirement investment return. This is also crucial because you need to keep your savings working for you even after you retire, but you will want to keep it safe in a low-risk and low-return investment once you retire. Number five, how much Social Security you'll receive or other income as a pension. As we mentioned, this is critical for accurate retirement planning. For typical workers, Social Security may replace about 30% of your pre-retirement income. Number six, inflation. As we know, this causes prices to rise, which makes your retirement income less valuable in the future. So it's good to know that Social Security retirement benefits do get adjusted for inflation as the cost of living increases. Number seven, your withdrawal rate. 
This is how much money you take out of your nest egg each year. Many people believe they can live on less than their pre-retirement income. But as I mentioned, if you dream of lavish trips, living in an expensive area, or think you're going to need costly medical care, you may need more income in retirement. A high withdrawal rate means your retirement money may not last as long as with a lower one. And number eight, your longevity. This is the biggest unknown when it comes to planning for retirement. If you're relatively healthy at full retirement, statistics show you'll live well into your 80s. And if you have a good family health history and take care of yourself, you could need retirement income well into your 90s. If all these unknown future variables for retirement planning are making your head swim, don't worry, I've got a really simple solution. Here's what it is. Save no less than 15% of your gross income from every paycheck to a tax-advantaged retirement account. That's it. If you do that, you are going to be in good shape. That will reduce taxes, grow wealth, and create long-lasting financial security for a happy retirement. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life. Money Girl is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg. Our digital operations specialist is Holly Hutchins. Our advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. And our marketing and publicity associate is Davina Tomlin. You haven't heard about the McCrispy yet? Well, then, you probably haven't heard the sweet silence after the first crispy bite either. Go try it for yourself to hear the best not sound you've ever heard. From pit lane to podium, the Las Vegas Grand Prix is providing fans a race day experience at the speed they deserve with the help of T-Mobile for Business. Our 5G advanced network solutions are powering race day operations with event-wide connectivity. From streamlined gate entry to an immersive app, giving fans blazing fast access to the sport they love. This is accelerating innovation. This is the Las Vegas Grand Prix with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now.